This is a weird concept to think about, but I just recently started a new job and everyone at my new job thinks that I'm just a quiet, super well-behaved, sort of like non, you know, nonsense sort of guy, which is, you know, the exact opposite of my personality. Like I'm not that guy in real life. I just don't know anyone there. And so as to, you know, not overstep bounds and all that sort of stuff, I'm just kind of being to myself or whatever right but it's amazing to me when that type of stuff happens because now their image of me or whatever is totally different and their perspective is totally different than what I actually am so it's like it made me think that my identity is usually through the eyes of someone else because everyone doesn't know me so they usually have to just go on first glance or whatever and again because I'm being to myself I'm not even speaking they don't even know what I'm thinking so they can only go on what they're seeing. And I'm just kind of like, man, that's that's interesting to me. That's why they thought that I was just kind of a quiet, no nonsense, never joke around, real, real serious dude. And again, that is the exact opposite of my personality. Like I am incredibly, incredibly, incredibly aloof. <laughs> I'm by my own code. You know what I mean? Like it, it's weird because I'm not saying I'm like some type of rebel ass nigga. But I do go against what most people think and believe usually just because I'm not part of that program where I'm just like, I have to believe this because it was said more than once. Right. So I think it's just funny, like to have that fresh perspective of who or what I am or whatever, because I'm working with a bunch of new people. I've had the same job or whatever up until recently for like the past four years. So I was always working with the same people. But now I'm working with a bunch of different people because I got a new job. And so I'm seeing how I represent myself to other people. You know what I mean? Like as I'm looking at their reactions towards me, I'm like, oh, okay. So I got to actually come out of the shell a bit because they legit thinking that I'm just some kind of like tight lipped recluse and shit. Like I probably go home and study bugs or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's probably what they think. Like, I'm just some weird-ass nigga. But then when they get to know me, they're going to be like, God damn, I wish Marcus would shut the fuck up. Because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, but I just think it's weird, man. I want you guys to, like, like think about that for a second, though, man. Like, so, other than your friends and family, is there are there any, are there any like, people who truly know you? Like, the real you? Hell, even your friends and family might not even know the real you. Which begs the question, do you know the real you? I just wonder how many of us are struggling with trying to identify with who we are as opposed to already having a grasp on the nature of what and who we are. You know, because it is something that's difficult to take a step back and to peek at your own identity. You know what I mean? That's something that's difficult to even start to think about, you know, let alone do it. But um, I, I think that I think that with I, I'm not snipping telling everyone in meditation, but I think with self-reflection or whatever comes like discovery of identity. I think like if you just kind of sit back or whatever and just, you know, analyze yourself or whatever, you can kind of notice things like I sat back and analyzed myself. And I realized, though, man, like even though I portray this cold, callous asshole of a character, I genuinely 
have realized that the things that I say and do are out of good intent. And I didn't realize that about myself beforehand. I will go out of my way to make sure everyone else is comfortable around me and to make sure that my words aren't poisonous, so to speak, or whatever. Um, so, so as to like not create any discomfort or whatever for this person, for the person who I'm kind of with or whatever. And I was like, wow, I didn't notice that about myself because all I hear are the sarcastic smart witticisms that I usually have to say and I realize that that itself is also a defense mechanism because I myself am not used to getting compliments I myself am not a guy who is used to receiving pleasantries from other people so when I do I normally deflect that away from myself or whatever by just you know being a dick (laughs) you know what I'm saying so uh, I've noticed that about myself I even noticed like when I'm being an asshole to someone, because it, it happened just recently or whatever, and it threw me off. Like a friend of mine, a homegirl of mine, asked me some personal shit or whatever because she's going through shit with a nigga right now, and I was like, okay, man, like I'm gonna be 100 with you. And I tell like that ass, I, I'm not gonna give away the situation what's going on, you know what I'm saying? But let's just say it's a real situation. This situation between her and her guy is extremely real, and y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? I'm not about to put nobody out there or whatever. This is a homegirl of mine that I've known since high school. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get into too much of her personal life, but there's some real shit going on. And she asked me, what should I do? You know how I feel about such and such. What should I do? And my response to that was, you know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. I don't even know why you're asking me. And I legit meant that. I wasn't being, I legit didn't mean it to be like an asshole. I legit meant it because I'm like, dude, only you know what's good for you. I can tell you all fucking day what you should do, but only you gonna make that move and only you know what's right for you. If you think that being in a toxic relationship is right for you, then that's on you. I can't say anything about that. Whereas, you know for a fact that that's not what you expect for yourself and from your love life and just from life in general. You know that you didn't go through your 29 or 30 years of life in order to be pushed down by it. So I was like, I don't understand why you're even letting yourself be swayed up in this situation. Like, there's no way. I mean, being swept up in this situation. There's no way. Don't be swept up in a situation just because you are in love with love. Let it go. It's not that serious. You know, and again, it's coming off as extremely harsh. But I was like, she sat down and she just looked at me or whatever. And she was just like, great. Right. I just, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to have to do it, but you're right. And I was like, wow. So that got through and that threw me off. So I just wondered though, man, like do like, you know, it, it, are there instances where you all kind of don't know yourselves as well? Like, are you finding a disassociation with the identity as you get older? Or are you coming more to terms with it the older that you get? I don't know. I just wanted to know. always able to like extrapolate some real life correlation when I watch anime I think that's why I watch the shit because like no matter what the hell going on in a scene or what the hell it's about I can usually get some real life shit out of this and that brings me a level of comfort that I didn't even know I could like have or whatever and it only has to be like a slice of life it only has to be one that's based in real life shit it could be like a shonen something that's based in like total fucking fantasy 
and I can still find some real life shit to get out of it, man. Like I was, I've been watching this anime called Radiant. Like I remember when Radiant first came out, I said bookmark this, go back to it later because I'm watching a whole gang of shit right now. And this is one that seemed interesting because I remember the manga for this, but I didn't quite know what it was. So I said, just keep it on the back burner, go back to it. And just yesterday I decided, let me watch a few episodes of this just so, you know, I can kind of get there. First episode, it's kind of slow for me. So I decided, let's skip ahead, and I'm just going to watch, like, a fire scene or something like that, and then we'll just go back to the show. And I skipped ahead to, I think, either episode 18 or 19, um, and he, he, he fought a character named Helmine, I believe is her name. She was, like, a demon-looking character or whatever, purple skin. And I was like, okay, I'm about to watch this fight because this shit looked pretty hard. Like, this is a pretty dope-ass fight. I got to watch this shit, right? And they had a conversation throughout the course of this fight. Now, even without the context of the show, I totally understood exactly what the fuck was going on. And that's how I can tell if it's a good anime or not, dead ass. Without even watching the beginning, I can still tell what's happening. I was like, yeah, this is a pretty dope-ass anime. So I was like... The main character is a kid named Seth, and I'm, he he is like a a sorcerer of some kind, a magician of some kind, and he got like devil horns though. He got like demon horns and shit on the top of his head. So I'm assuming that it's a trait of that nature that identifies him as being something else or whatever. Because the girl who he was fighting also looked non-human, so I'm just like, okay, people in this world who use magic must look non-human. I don't know. I, I have no idea if that's correct or not. All I know is that, uh, again, the main character, Seth, looks like a demon of some kind. And the girl he was fighting also looks very demonic-like, whatever. But he was fighting this girl, and she says, why are you fighting to protect them? In reference to the townspeople that she was trying to destroy. And she's like, why are you fighting to protect them? You know, do you not realize the things that they've done to us? The things that they've said about us? The things that they've made us feel? And his response was, my master or whatever said that doing things of this nature is wrong and she said oh so you've become a tame dog who bends to his master's wishes and the whole time his face kept being blurred out from the scene so i knew he was gonna say some real shit because that's like a naruto moment where like naruto like confronted like the whole time with pain Naruto's eyes were never shown directly looking at Pain because he knew like there was some real shit Pain asked him and he ain't had no answer for the shit. So I was like, okay, whenever Naruto does answer this nigga, it's gonna be some real shit that he gonna say. And the same thing happened with the Seth character. So she went on that long spiel and this long rant about how the humans have persecuted them, how the humans have done things to sorcerers and magicians that are unspeakable. And he says to her, you're wrong. Don't you believe, don't you think that I understand the things that they've done to me? Don't you think that I know how much power I have over them? And don't you think that I wanted to get revenge all this time for the things they said and did to me? But I'm not going to become the monster that they expect me to be. And when he said that shit, you have this thing. I hate to even make this shit about a race thing. But as a black man, the words that that nigga said resonated with my soul as though that I feel like that the mangaka, the, the mangaka who make these shits, these shits be having way deeper meaning than they even anticipate. Because as a black man, hearing those words, I'm not gonna become the monster that they expect me to be. 
resonated so much, man. Like, I myself am a 30-year-old black man with no criminal record of any kind, and I am in the minority amongst my peers. You know what I mean? Like, I am the only one possibly out of my, like, group who has never seen the inside of a jail cell, who has never even had to experience no real serious shit with police. Other than some, you know, minor shit that's going on or whatever, I ain't never had to experience no real serious shit. Whereas my brother, my cousins, my uncles, everyone that I know has been arrested and been locked up over silly shit. And it's not even, especially my brother, my brother in his instance, none of this shit was his fault. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into the details about the shit, but it wasn't even his issue. And I'm just like, that resonated with me because he said, I'm not going to become the monster that they expect me to be. And I was like, that's how I feel. I don't want to be the stereotype that society has for me. I don't want to be that black man. I don't. I don't want to be that guy. That's why niggas like Supreme Dreams and like um, uh, Long Beach Griffey or whatever. And like um, just, just other niggas in general, man, who I see on YouTube or whatever who are like into anime. I'm just like, I fuck with these guys, man, because these niggas probably grew up in the same way I did. You know what I'm saying? Because I, th I think Supreme is like from Texas, I believe. These niggas probably grew up in the same way that I did. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, man. I'm talking about the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia, man. I'm from the Pittsburgh community of Atlanta, Georgia, if y'all know where that's from. You know what I'm saying? If y'all know about that area, that's where I'm from. And I'm just like, I grew up across the tracks on the other side of the tracks and I don't let that dictate who the fuck I am I'm not gonna be what society expects me to be because of the circumstances that I was born into right and I'm like man like when he said that that shit made me legit have a new appreciation for that show I told myself you're gonna watch the fuck out of this like for real for real whether you are whether you fuck with the show or not you fuck with it just because of that scene that scene alone was worth it for you and that happens a lot to me in anime where i'm able to extrapolate some real life scenario from it because it goes beyond the depth of what it's like intended to be for me that's that like that's why i have such a connection with anime i feel like because i'm able to take stuff away from it that's not even there you know what i mean i'm able to get things from anime and feel a connection from this that isn't even there so I'm just like, man, I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love. It. I know that there's. A, I know everyone has to have things of that nature. Like my brother isn't an anime guy like that. He will watch anime, but he's a big comic book guy. And I know for a fact that diving into the world of Batman and his extended family, and diving into the world of Green Arrow and all these other people, I know for a fact that that is something that is dear to him. I know it's something that he extrapolates real life scenario like type of things out of because he'll ask me a real life scenario based on the shit that he just read so i know for a fact that he's getting the same thing from that that i'm getting from anime and it's wonderful to have that sort of notion man where you can just take a work of fiction and be like it's i i, I i've gotten real scenarios and real messages from this i've modeled my life from this you know what i'm saying i've learned lessons from this i've shaped the way I think and behave and my belief system from this, you know, and I think that that's really, really, really powerful to have as a tool to me anyway.
mama just sent me some shit that um, Jamal Bryant said. For those of y'all who don't know, Jamal Bryant is the uh, pastor of New Birth right now. Um, but he's most famous for actually having a sermon in which he said, and I quote, these hoes ain't loyal. That was actually a part of the sermon. That's what he's most famous for. But he's talking about sage and how burning of sage is a new age demonic ritual or whatever that's corrupting um, the African-American community specifically because we are, at this point now, the younger generation, he says, is anti-authority or whatever. They will not submit, essentially. And they have since started using sage to purify and ward off spirits themselves, i.e. they are their own gods, essentially. Now, the issue I usually have with stuff like that is that you can't try to use some shit like that to spin it to your own narrative because I could do the same thing by saying, and I quote, this is directly from the Bible, I, as a human, was made in God's image. So how then am I not my own God? So you see what I'm saying? You can do that. You can twist and bend words or whatever to fit whatever the fuck narrative that you want. So the moment that he said it was some demonic shit and new age shit and he tied all that to a younger generation not wanting to submit to authority i was like yeah he's an idiot that happens with every generation it's not like it's just this generation right now who be like man fuck the police and man I ain't listen to what you're saying that happens every time one generation like overtakes another one that happens man the moment you get older or whatever you know what i'm saying you start to calm the fuck down but when you're younger you just kind of like fuck everybody man like i know what the fuck i'm talking about like that's just how it goes i'm pretty sure jamal bryant however the fuck old you are and you came up in the 60s and 70s y'all niggas were like super counterculture that's what the fuck y'all were known for every movement that has since been born that was considered counterculture came from y'all era so i don't even know what the hell you talking about right so that that's annoying but two don't you don't use your own religious principles and shit on other people to try to scare them Right, because you're using some weird ass fear tactic to try to get people to not buy sage because you don't fuck with it. I accept that. I accept that you yourself, Jamal Bryant, do not like sage. Cool beans. Don't push that on me at all. Don't push that on me like in no way, shape, or form. Because, you know, I'm afraid of heights, but I ain't gonna tell you to not get on the plane. That's you know, I, I just don't understand why you why force something else. Why force your beliefs and all that sort of shit onto other people? Or is that just a Christian thing to do, man? Because it seems like because you yourself as a Christian have put yourself on such a pedestal that you can legit just look down on everything that someone else does that's not quite what you do. And that, to me, is weird. I thought that religion itself was supposed to be something that was inclusive. But everything that most of these so-called Christians do is usually excluding everyone from their faith. And I think that's weird, especially because he can't see that. And most of them can't see that as well. I think that's weird. I think that's something that needs to be sat down and discussed amongst their group. Every like theological, like uh, um, what you call those, uh, the little sects in Christianity, all y'all need to get together denominations that's what it is yeah the theological denominations they need to uh have a sit down and meet up with each other because all i'm hearing is exclusion and i believe in god i'm not even like talking about like i just have some belief in something that's in the sky i truly believe in god i grew up in church methodist and baptist i grew up in the church 
So don't get it twisted and assuming that I have no faith whatsoever. I grew up Christian. My mom is Christian. I respect those values. I respect those morals. But I feel like forcing all this shit down people's throat ain't the way. I don't feel like Jesus walked around and was like, if you don't believe this, you going to hell. I feel like he walked around and said some stuff and then people fucked with it, then they walked with him. It was that simple. And so I don't understand why you now, and you 21st century Christian leaders, feel like if I don't do this, I'm damned. If I don't do this, I'm going to hell. The Bible say that no man can tell me what my fate is and where I'm going. Only God can. So right then and there, you being blasphemous. So get the hell on. I, I don't understand. I'm not trying to even like make this an issue, but stuff like that really gets on my nerves. Because people are like, you know, experiencing other cultures and stuff by doing the, the, the burning of the sage. They actually look up the Native American practice of smudging and doing that. And you trying to like bastardize it. And I think that's wrong, man. I think that's wrong, man. Like we already have done Native American culture extremely wrong and a disservice in this country. And then you come and do that shit by putting demons and shit on their on they practices. Yeah, man, that's wrong, man. I don't rock with that. I do. Not at all. Not at all. So I don't know what needs to be done with this man, but I ain't even talking about him specifically. I'm talking about people with that thought process. I'm talking about you, Jamal Bryant, because of the shit that you said, but I'm talking about people with that same thought process, man. Adapting and changing mythology and like your mental state ain't a bad thing, man. You have to be open and looking up the shit. I mean, to like open to different shit. You have to be open to looking up shit. You have to be open to reading shit, man. You just got to be open in general. I ain't saying that you got to let let everyone influence your motherfucking ass. What I'm saying is you have to be open to new ideas of, and culture and new ways or whatever to also practice your faith. New ways to adapt to life. New ways in order to, like just, just to be in society in general. New ways. That's something that's connecting people on a spiritual level that hasn't been seen in a long time. People actually do have a faith in the spirit. Why is that not enough for you? At one point, this country was completely like religionless at, at one point. Like there was no, no dead faith. Or that. There was no like serious faith or whatever. It was just a bunch of like TV evangelists and shit. And now you got people who are actually into this whole notion of a higher power of a spirit. But because it's not the one from your book, you have to target. Come on, man. You sound ridiculous, man. Oh man, small disclaimer real quick, man. I am higher than giraffe eyelashes right now. Like, I did not realize this shit was recording for 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> I just having to look down. I was like, what the fuck? Why is the fucking timer on my phone going off? <laughs> oh shit, it's been recording for 20 minutes. I was just sitting here deep in philosophical thought. Oh man, it's so funny being. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm never right like this fucking like out of it or whatever. I, I, I've never like truly smoked a blunt like all the way in one sitting. I'll take a few pulls on that shit and then put it the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's significant for me. But this time I said, nah, man, take that bit to the head, bro. <laughs> oh man, that's funny as hell. But nah, man, like I'm gonna have some existential thoughts, man. So that with your boy. Man, when the fuck did uh, Wendy start selling breakfast, bitch? Because I went up in that motherfucker this morning, and I saw that shit on the sign. I was like, what the fuck? 
So I pull up and I say, hey, when y'all start serving breakfast? And that bitch said, what you mean? Bro, that bitch had me thinking I was in like a quantum vortex time loop or some shit. I was like, damn, did I just reach a parallel dimension or some shit where this always have been a thing? Am I stuck in a new Mandela effect that I don't know shit about? Like, what the fuck? Like, why would you say it like that? Why would you say, what do, what do I mean? That was a pretty fucking plain question I asked. When did y'all start selling breakfast? And she replied with, what do you mean? Insinuating that, nigga, what the fuck you mean? When do we start? And we always been doing this shit. Well, y'all ain't been serving that shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But <laughs> I didn't even get it. <laughs> I just wanted to know when it drove off. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I don't watch TV as often, so I don't see commercials and shit. So I don't know. I don't think nobody does. I don't think anyone has seen the commercial for the better part of like 10 years or so. Unless you count the Super Bowl shits. And I don't even... I, I think you're a weirdo when you watch Super Bowl to watch the commercials. That's some weird ass shit. It's one thing to me to watch an entire fucking football game. Well, not an entire game, but to somewhat pay attention to two halves of a game to watch the halftime show, I think that shit weird. But if your motherfucking that legit just tuning in to watch the commercials, you a real weirdo, nigga. Like, you probably put in milk first and then cereal, huh? You a weird-ass nigga. It's a weird-ass nigga. You probably like fucking Pop-Tarts without the frosting and shit. Like, you a weird-ass nigga, man. Weird ass nigga, man. You probably eat toast strudels without the frosting. You're just like, fuck it. I don't even need it. Don't give me that icing. I don't want this icing. You weird ass nigga, man. Niggas like that be, ugh, that's some scary shit, man. That nigga scurry, man. Nigga probably don't even dunk his Oreos. Just eat them bitches out the pack. You don't need no milk, nigga. Make them hoes soft. Now, nah, fuck that. Just eat them out the pack. Speaking of eating shit out the pack, I seen this motherfucker in Quick Trip. And it was throwing me off. This nigga was eating a Lunchable in line. I was like, wow, I don't know if this nigga hungry as fuck or he feeling nostalgic as shit. Because this nigga is in line eating a Lunchable at 4 o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm just like, damn, man. It's the thing about it is, though, man, Lunchables are high as fuck in the uh, convenience store. You go to the grocery store, they're probably regular price. But a quick trip, I'm assuming that shit was like $3, $4. It's like, damn, bro. Like, man, you could have, you know, could have bought a few hot dogs and shit, you know, and some to drink. Fucking Lunchable, nigga. <laughs> but he was eating the fuck out of that shit though, man. That nigga was standing right behind me eating a whole fucking lunchable. Making a lot of noise too though. Like grubbing. I thought the nigga was behind me eating Thanksgiving dinner. I was like, shit, nigga. Thanksgiving got here early as fuck. I, I am in a different universe now, so maybe Thanksgiving is in motherfucking March. But you know, I was like, shit. Turn around, but this nigga eating a whole lunchable. I was like, damn, bro. And I like a big ass lunchable. Not even like the fucking like value pack one that's small as shit that don't come with a drink and a candy. That nigga was eating a full size lunchable. I was like, wow, man, you gangster as shit. Dope ass nigga, man. I like Lunchables too, my nigga, so I feel you on that. I think that the Boondocks, in particular, Aaron Magruder and Carl Jones, the nigga who wrote the shit, I think that them niggas are prophets of some kind or 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 what you call them, psychics who can see in the future or some shit, much like Matt Groening in The Simpsons. Because these niggas, I remember they had an episode, The Chicken Flu or whatever, and uh, it was niggas fighting over chicken or whatever at uh, a fake-ass KFC type of restaurant. And then, you know, the chicken sandwiches came out of Popeye and niggas started stabbing each other fighting. But they ain't even why I brought the shit up. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, man, in DeKalb County yesterday. Nigga got shot over some chicken at Checkers. Now, you know, you know, you know that this was like a black-on-black crime if nigga getting chicken from Checkers, bro. Like, that nigga went to get che- wings from Checkers. This is Atlanta, Georgia, man. He could have went to American Deli. He could have went to anybody's house and got some wings. Nigga, this is Atlanta. Everybody got wings down here. 
That's what we do. We just have wings down here. That nigga went to checkers. Got some wings. And then apparently, the wings weren't made, right? So he threw them bitches back at the motherfucking uh, person who worked there. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to add this little caveat to it. The person who worked there was the one who shot the uh, the customer, not vice versa. So I was like, what the fuck type of uh, checker this is? Where these niggas are come to work strapped. I had a gun pulled on me at my old job. And them niggas still won't let me come to work strapped. And I had a gun pulled on me. I was like, really, nigga? I just can't have that bitch in the van. They were like, nah, man. Like, it's company policy. Fuck, nigga. I just had a... All right, cool beans. I got it. All right, cool. Them motherfuckers work at Checkers. And they were just like, hey, man, shit, you got an AK? You got an SK? You got a Mayday? Bombay? Nigga, bring that shit all up here. I don't give a fuck. Just make sure that you get the money and you clock out at the end of the day. Nigga, we don't pay overtime. I was like, shit. That motherfucker shot a nigga over some chicken. Brace that, buddy. Don't you hit me with that shit, buddy. Like... Don't you know that shit got SARS on it or whatever the fuck is new? What's the new disease out here right now? Coronavirus? <laughs> is, this, is this coronavirus? Is it just, is it SARS? Is it, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch the news hardly. The only time I even started looking up the coronavirus shit when they were like, oh, it's two people in Fulton County with that shit. I was like, oh my God, no way. Are you serious? But no, nah, um, I don't even, I think, well, a coronavirus is just a generic term meaning like a respiratory illness or some shit, ain't it? But I know specifically this one that they talking about, is this is this SARS? I'm gonna have to look that shit up, man. I sound stupid. But I think this SARS. Let me shut the fuck up on that. Anyway, anyway, man. Uh, speaking of parallel universes and shit, I, I, I often be talking about like, man, I wish like I could do some anime type shit and wake up in another world. That'd be cool as fuck. Unless I'm like, you know, now fool me in the shit hero type shit. Then I'd be slaughtering niggas. But, um... I was like, man, that'd be cool as fuck. But then I started thinking about how, like, not cool that shit would be. Because I was like, you know what? A drastic change, like, of that nature would just shock the fuck out of your... Wow, my nigga, did you just figure out that you need to be over here just now? Stupid-ass nigga. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm driving. And this nigga turned his blinker on, like, just now. I'm sorry. But um, a, a drastic change could just fuck your whole life up. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just not expecting the shit. Uh, a, a little change would fuck up your day. What part of fuck your life a little change would? Just imagine this shit, y'all. Imagine if you woke up the next two hours. Because for me right now, it's 4.13 in the morning. Friday. Uh, I don't know what the fuck time it is with y'all niggas. Uh, <laughs> but imagine that you woke up tomorrow. Whenever the next time the sun come up in your air, you woke up. And you turn on the news. And just by off one number. Instead of them saying 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, they say 46th. You'll be like, okay, hold the fuck on. And it's not even like an error. Like, it's actually there on the banner. It's not even like an error in someone speaking. It actually just says 46th president. You'll be like, hold on. What happens to the 45th? Right? You'll be confused as shit. That, that little fucking change will make you go, huh? fuck going on? So I can't even imagine waking up in a whole new world on some aerial shit. If I woke up tomorrow and I just happened to be in like Naruto's world, nigga, I'd probably be like, fuck, man. Like, I'm glad I got powers, nigga, but these niggas go to war like every other, like, I think like every two days they go to war. <laughs> fuck, man. Like, I was up, I, I don't want to have to go to war with them niggas who also got powers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it depends on what village I'm from, though, man. If I'm in, like, the Hidden Leaf, nah, man. Everybody hate the Hidden Leaf. I feel like being in the Hidden Leaf is like being in America. 
like everybody hates your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the hidden leaf is like a fucking, it's like a simile for America or a metaphor for America. Uh, you know what, man? I'm black, man. I got, I gotta come from the, I gotta come from the cloud building. I'm black. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's why all the, that's all the dark skinned people reside. <laughs> all the dark skin. Somebody tried to tell me that Killer B would be like fucking Brazilian. I was like, nigga, what the fuck? In what world? In what world would Killer B be Brazilian? And then I was just thinking to myself, like, even if you were, nigga, you do not, like, you do know that Brazilians are, like, of African descent too, right? So, what the fuck? Alright, man, whatever. Let, damn, boy, I can tell that this, this is some different type of weed. It's making me have a bunch of existential thoughts. This is crazy. It's awesome, though. But, um, Oh, man, I want to talk about a high experience real quick, man. So, I did shrooms, like, some years ago. Uh, probably three or four years ago, I want to say. I think it was three years ago. I did shrooms for the first time, and, man, it was magical. Like, <laughs> no, nah, man, but uh, shrooms really did expand my mind in a way. Uh, it made me connect with emotions and shit that I didn't know I had, though, man. Because you, you go through your life thinking, all right. I'm happy, you know what I'm saying? And you only happy because you know you're not sad. You know what I mean? I, I know that's kind of a weird concept to kind of grasp, you know what I'm saying? But run with me for this real quick. But I, I, I recognize that I'm not sad, therefore I must be happy. That's kind of how my mentality was. But I did the shrooms, I was like, no, this is what true happiness is. It's this, it's this feeling. It's going outside to appreciate nature. It's appreciating the time I get to spend with my friends and bask in their company and stuff like that. That's when I realized, oh, shit, this is the power of shrooms. It's, it brings together unity like it was a Rick James song. I thought that was awesome as shit, so I recommend everyone to shrooms. <laughs> but uh, I do feel like that uh, once in your life, that is a... Um, that is a thing you owe yourself. I think you owe yourself that journey through the mind. I would not be surprised if that's how human evolution actually started. If someone said to me, man, you know, actually, man, a caveman ate enough shrooms or whatever to change their perception of the brain. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that shit happening. I can definitely see that shit happening. You know what I'm saying? So I, I recommend people try shrooms. You know what I'm saying? If you got the time. You don't got the time or whatever. You're kind of scared. Don't do it because you don't want to go into the, uh, a session with that negative ass mentality. You know what I mean? Like I've done shrooms at work and, and for anybody listening, cause I got a boss or whatever who listens to this shit, not the place I'm at now. All right. I'm talking about my old job. I ain't talking about now. Y'all can test me if you want to. I'm talking about now. I ain't talking about now. I'm talking about back then. But yeah, I, um, I did shrooms at the job and it was weird as fuck. Because I was with a co-worker and he also did the shrooms. And I'm trying to like make sure that this nigga's straight <laughs> and keep his shit together. But I'm still having a trip. You know what I mean? So it's still awesome and cool for me. But I'm looking at this nigga worried as fuck. I'm like, man, this motherfucker look like he is out of it, bro. Like, I feel like if I asked this nigga what's two plus two, he would have said yellow, nigga. Like, damn, bro, you are out of it, man. But um People tell me that shrooms are not dissimilar to ayahuasca or DMT, if you ever heard of that before. Uh, I do not believe that that's the case. Uh, shrooms, psilocybin, is like, uh, I think it's tame and mild in comparison to DMT. DMT seemed like, I mean, the fact that that shit take you on like a spiritual journey, like you leave your body and shit. Like, I heard some niggas having out-of-body experiences with shrooms. I didn't. Or whatever, I just seen some nice ass colors, everything like HD as fuck. I was happy and shit. 
know what I'm saying? It almost felt like I was microdosing, but I, I took a significant amount. <laughs> but I'm a big dude, though. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think that we all owe ourselves at least that much mind expansion. I feel like because we contain our minds, just because societal pressures make you have to restrain your thought. The moment you restrain your voice, you also restrain the inner voice that you have in your head. Because now all of a sudden the thoughts you have inside of your head become so limited. You know, so I just feel like we all owe it to ourselves to expand more. Do some shrooms, you know what I'm saying? God put them here for a reason. So just do them. You know what I mean? Just do them.